Hello and welcome to the Born Human podcast this week. Thank you as ever for joining us. It is a privilege to have you here. But it is also my pleasure and privilege this week to introduce my guest, Amy Borman. Amy is host of the Mum and Mama podcast. You'll notice there that I found that rather difficult to say, even though I'm getting better at it. If you listen through to the end of the episode, you'll understand why. Um, but it's a real privilege to have her on this week. Amy is a real shining example of facing challenges in parenthood, how to overcome them, and keeping in perspective that as humans we're capable of a lot, even though things might not always feel that way. So it's a real interesting chat, a thoroughly enjoyable hour of my life, uh, understanding the journey she's been on, and I hope you'll enjoy it as much as I did. So here we go. I'll leave you with me and Amy um, talking single parenthood. Enjoy. Okay, so welcome to the Born Human podcast. Thank you all for joining us today. It is a pleasure and a privilege to have you here with us. And it's also a pleasure to introduce my guest today, Amy Ballman. How are you, Amy? Hi. I'm very well, thank you. Good, it's lovely to have you here. Thank you for coming on. Amy and I have known each other for, well, quite a long time in different guises, I suppose, haven't we? Yeah. But, it's been um, on for 20 years, probably. Probably in different ways, but don't see a lot of each other anymore because we're both parents and, uh, yeah, we've moved in different directions. But, um, yeah, but it's lovely. We got kind of put back together through your podcast, Mama Mama, recently when you got in touch with me, right? And that yes. was really lovely to kind of come on there with you and chat to you about kind of my experience with Born Human and that. Um, yeah. And so when I thought about this podcast and I was thinking, you know, who would I have on? And I, I want this to be different journeys in parenthood. Who would I have on? And I knew, obviously, that you are a single parent. It was an obvious way to kind of lead it in that conversation and just understand what that feels like. So... Thank you for joining us and thanks for coming on. It's, it's awesome to have you on. So thank you. Thank you for asking me. But Mum and Mama was like your, that was your leading, right? To uh, It was, that. yeah. So I, I was doing the washing up one day, <laughs> <laughs> looking out of my window and I was thinking, I really enjoy my life. <laughs> I'm happy. Like I'm so much happier in the situation that I'm in now than I was when I was with my ex-partner. And I just thought, people don't talk about single parents as being happy. There's such a stigma where it's just all, don't get me wrong, it's hard. It's hard when you've got to do everything on your own and you don't have that support of someone else. But I think it's harder when you're in a relationship that's not good or you're not getting that support from your partner. Like, I definitely found that harder. Yeah. I prefer having to do everything myself because I know that I've got to do it and I get it done. Like, yeah. I used to spend most of my time annoyed because my ex wasn't doing his bit. Do you know what I mean? Or, you know, just the shitty arguments you have when you live with people. Yeah. So I actually, even though it is hard, I actually prefer it because at least I know that I'll just get it done and I haven't got to worry about moaning about anyone else. But mm. anyway, I just thought there isn't really anything out there. And obviously our friend, Scroobius Pip, has got a massive podcast. <laughs> so I was like... I know people that do podcasts and I thought maybe that would be a good thing to do. So I had the idea for it, but then I didn't really want to do it on my own yeah. because I wasn't, I thought, well, I'm not just going to sit and talk for an hour. I hadn't really thought about having other people on. I didn't really know what I thought about it. I just thought that I want to do it. Yeah. And then I met my friend, Harry, who our kids are in the same class at school together. They got married after two weeks. It's all very serious. Yeah. And um, we just really hit it off. She's a very entertaining person and she's had like, she's had a whole world of experiences in her life. Like she's a breast cancer survivor. She did drama, she's been an actress and she's very animated. And I thought, oh, well, she'll be a really good person to do it with then because she talks a lot and <laughs> she's entertaining and she's a co-parent. So her situation is she's with her son's father, but they don't live together. Okay. It's all a bit. I don't really understand, <laughs> <laughs> but it works for them. That's fine. Yeah. So, so I asked her and she was like, yeah, I'm up for it. 
so then we kind of it took us ages to actually get round to doing it as these things do and I thought I want to do a few before I show it to anyone because I don't want I didn't want to talk to anyone about it until I had something to you know yeah, yeah. so we did a few just about like our pregnancy stories and our birth stories and like general kind of parenting stuff and then I sent it to Pip and I was like what do you think and he was like because I was like, you haven't got enough women on your network. Yeah. You know, it's got the podcast network. Got to balance the books. Yeah. So I was like, you've always got to use what you can to, uh, <laughs> as <laughs> a single parent and a female. <laughs> um, and he was like, no, I love it. You're like, we'll, we'll put it out. So I was like, wicked. So we started recording. And also I know a lot of people who have got really interesting stories. So I thought we can get them on to chat. And it's just kind of grown from there, really. But... Harry is a very, very busy person. She's got a full-on job and she bakes as well. And it just got to the point where she was finding it harder and harder to have time for the podcast. So we was like, I'm just going to do it on my own now. Yeah. <laughs> we kind of got to the point where we'd, we'd spoken about what we wanted to speak about, like about, about ourselves. Yeah. And, and also I kind of wanted to start taking it in a bit of a different direction so it's not just about parenting, it's about like life experiences yeah. for adults, I guess. I mean, kind of based on parents, but I've spoken to people who aren't parents. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I wanted... I The reason why I started it was I wanted to have something positive out there for single parents. So if you were in... Because I remember when when we kind of started the process of separating... I knew that it had to happen, but I was so scared. And because I, like many women, had given up. I mean, I still worked, but I dropped a lot of hours. So I was thinking, I can't, I don't earn enough to support me and the kids on my own. Yeah. How can I ask, like, him to leave? Like, there's a whole, you know, leaving the yeah. family home. It's so, it's so complicated. And I, I remember when we were together, we were watching something on telly and it was about a family that had split up and I just remember having the conversation with him about how awful that would be not being with your kids every day like yeah. I couldn't imagine anything worse than being separated from your children so at the time even though I knew it had to happen for the greater good it was awful and I remember I phoned shelter because I was like I can't afford to live I live in East London yeah like it's crazy expensive like what help is there out, you know, for single parents and or people yeah. that are, you know, struggling financially? And um, that was all shit because there isn't... I mean, there is some help. But I remember I was thinking... So when... Uh, after he left, a couple of years after he left, my landlord wanted to sell the flat that we lived in. Yeah. So then I was like, right, I need to find a new flat. And... Rent in the area had gone up by a third. My rent had never been put up. Yeah. So I was like, I've got to find, you know, a third more money a month. How the fuck am I going to find that? Yeah. Housing benefit is capped at just over 50% of what private flats go for in the area that I live in. So whoever thinks, might decides how much housing benefit you should get, yeah. doesn't tell the landlords who are renting. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it's complete, it's a joke. Yeah. I wanted to find out if I could get put on like a housing association list or like get a council house. That doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. I was literally told by a woman at the housing office that I have to turn up at the, the housing office with my eviction notice and my stuff and I'll get housed temporarily, but that can be anywhere in the country. Not because I was like, oh, will it be near the kid's school? And she's like, no, it can be anywhere in the country. Oh, wow. And you stay there until a property becomes available anywhere in the country. So in my head, I'm like, I'm going to get sent up north and I don't want to move away from my, my support system. It's not just my, you know, yeah, my yeah. family here. When you need it like, most, How the right? fuck am I going to cope? Exactly. Just on my own with two kids in bloody Manchester or wherever. I don't know anyone. Yeah. And um, I just thought, well, I can't go down that road because that's not an option for me. And also, I live in Redbridge. The average wait for a two-bedroom council house is eight years. I don't know how long it is for a one bed, but my a friend of a friend worked for the housing office and he was like, I'd get offered a one bed, I wouldn't get offered a two bed. Right. Um, 
but God knows how long that would be. But I was like, this isn't an option for yeah. me. I have to, I've basically just got to work more to earn more money to then pay for the, but luckily I did actually find a job <laughs> which paid for my rent difference. And also luckily, because also when I was searching, so I don't get, because I've always worked, I'm not, I'm not full on benefits, but I just get like a top up to help like tax credits and stuff. Yeah. Um, Private landlords don't want to rent to people that get income support, whatever yeah. format that's in. Even though the majority, well, I don't know if the majority of people in the country, but I know that a lot of people do get help because people don't earn enough. Yeah. So I was like, so, well, I can't get a, I can't get a council flat and private landlords don't want to rent to me. It's like, what the, f what am I going to do? Like, yeah, I was yeah. like, well, actually, what the fuck am I going to do? I knew that I'd have to get a uh, guarantor as well. Yeah. Because I don't earn enough. Yeah. But luckily, Facebook saved as it has done with... I got my job through Facebook, which <laughs> pays for my rent increase. And I got my home through Facebook because a friend from Juno's nursery had seen that I was looking for somewhere. Because I was just like, if anyone knows of anyone that's renting. Yeah. A two-bed, like in South Woodford. And Juno's friend used to live in my house. And they moved out. And they didn't know whether or not it had been rented yet. So they passed me the landlord's number. And I came round. He didn't even ask me for a reference. Oh, like wow. I had a right touch. Like we just agreed the rent and that was it. Yeah. And it's all been fine. So I, I've been very fortunate. But I don't know how other people would, you know, like if I hadn't have had the option to earn more money. Yeah. What would you have done? Job, what would I have done? Oh, well, I probably would have had to have moved out of the area because I do live in a very expensive area. Yeah. But this is our home. Well, that's you know, it. You, like... you build that, don't you? You build a sense yeah. of support. You build a network around you and you build a community. And not only just for you guys, but for the kids as well, right? Exactly. Like you, The kids, you know, you. I've never really thought of it that way before, but you've got like a... You, you've built this kind of stability for your kids. That, and obviously you're about to go through a massively turbulent time in terms of splitting up. Yep. Which is enough emotional pressure on anyone in any walk of life but to go through that on top of the fact that you don't know where you're going to live and what impact that's going to have on the kids and you know yeah. to then be told that you might end up in manchester or wherever i yeah. literally had no concept of the fact that that was how it worked i, f I genuinely thought it was much more kind of like sympathetic no. than that. and no, it's, not. it's not and it, it i'm like i don't know how that can benefit anyone because if if worst case scenario, I was moved hundreds of miles away from my support network. Yeah. How, like, I don't know how I would have coped. I'm not going to be a, a happy member of society. If I'm having a nervous breakdown, my children aren't going to be. But like, that's it's not good for anyone. No. You know, I'm going to be relying a lot more on probably the government to help me. There's just, I can't understand why there isn't a support system in place that is like it's even they're sold all the council houses they're not building new ones but all right let the landlords like have rent control yeah yeah at least so it makes it a bit more accessible for people because i don't see why i should have to move a million miles away just you know because of the situation that i was put in with my family yeah and you i suppose the thing is as well that you you would think that in that time like it's a massive like trauma to be going through to be sort of like have everything kind of dumped on you at the same time and be told that okay well your only option is to turn up here with all your stuff not knowing what yeah. the outcome is going to be it's like well that how how do i manage that unknown with my kids how do i manage yeah. it myself but how do i manage that with my kids surely there must be some way of kind of being more dynamic in terms of well if we had some sort of temporary arrangement with um private landlords or something where you could say right yeah. well three or six months just to sort of find your way out of it because it's not like you kind of presumably it's the same for a lot of people who end up in that situation that they they didn't didn't walk into it thinking okay today's going to be the day i've planned for this for years and it's kind of like yeah. okay i'm moving on now yeah it's yeah. like actually it's come to a head and that's that's where it's got to so we're starting the ball rolling on a new path but you know, we need some time to figure that out and to work out what that yeah. looks like. And actually, I, I mean, need to be given choice in terms of if I move or if I kind of... I know. do think it's dependent on where you are in the country. <clears throat> like, obviously, I'm in London, so it's a lot more... It's a lot overpopulated. Yeah. I have 
heard stories like my cousin she's in kent and she did the same thing she turned up she got kicked out of her flat they turned up with their two kids to the housing office and they got a place that day which is lovely they've got a house and it's all great you know, yeah. they're happy but i don't think i would have got that where i am yeah yeah and also like i was like i just want to be housing association i don't I don't necessarily want a council place, but I just want somewhere where no one can chuck me out, where they're not going to tell me a year after I've moved in that they're putting the rent up by however much a month, you know, or yeah, yeah. I just want somewhere that's more secure for me. So it, I haven't got the stress of worrying about it all the time. But yeah. I couldn't even find out if there are housing association places where I am. Yeah. To even see that as an option. Like there's no, I spoke, when I spoke to a woman at the council office, she said, oh, you can look online, but on the website it like lists all the housing association places in the whole country so then you have to go through them all individually to find out if there are any and i found one which had them in the area but you couldn't tell me where they were right it was a complete i mean i i honestly was shocked by how incompetent and uninformed everyone that i dealt with was like it like um because everything's online now and i'd done I had a, a an account already with the housing people, I think, from before. So my circumstances had changed. So I, I said that I wanted to delete it and make a new one. And the woman was like, but you, your circumstances haven't changed because I'd not become disabled or there was some other really random thing. But I was like, but my circumstances have changed because I've got kids and I haven't, I'm going to yeah. get kicked out of my flat. And she's like, no, it doesn't work like that. And I was like, well, how do I go in and change that information? And she was like, I don't know. So I was like, you're telling me that I have to do this online, but you can't tell me how to do it. She was like, no. And I was like, well, what else can I do? Yeah. And she's like, well, you just have to do it online. Like it was, it was, it was, and obviously I was very emotional and very stressed at this point because I was thinking, fuck, we're going to get chucked out and I don't know where we're going to live. And yeah. it was like, this is your job though. Like, this is what you're supposed to know. Like, how can you not, how can you be at work knowing that you've got to deal with people and you can't actually answer their questions like yeah, computer says no type point? thing yeah that was really yeah it was hard but so i just i wanted to do i just wanted to do something positive because even though it is hard <laughs> <laughs> and there are a lot of obstacles and i'd still rather be in the position that i'm in than be in an unhappy relationship or an unhappy family situation. Yeah. Because I don't, I think that's worse. You yeah. know, I do, I do think that's worse emotionally. And I think it's worse for the kids as well. Cause I know there's like the thing of, oh, you need to stay together for the children. But if they're just going to grow up learning that relationships are not happy places, you know, yeah. and mum and dad row all the time and that's normal, like that's not good for anyone. Yeah. And, and also I think for the kids, it's kind of like, um, you know, you, you, as an adult, as a parent, you can choose to be the benchmark, right? You can say, look, things don't always work out. This is what we planned. Yeah. We didn't have you thinking that we would break up, but we are because it's just not working. And actually, this isn't a healthy family environment. But yeah. we can choose to be the best parents we can be to you when we're not together. And that's something you'll have to get used to. I'm not making out like that's going to be an easy thing for you to get used to. And we've got some challenges in that. But... And we will have going forward. That's how it's always going to be. But, yeah. you know, it, it surely makes more sense. And, what you know, being that kind of role model that says, do you know what, if you're not happy, then you should be able to make change in life. You shouldn't just stay yeah. with, stay in a relationship. I suppose that's maybe a reflection of the society we live in today as well, right? That, you know, changing, when relationships change, it is, it's more acceptable these days and it's more, people are more empowered to make those kind of decisions to move on and to be like, no, I'm, I still value who I am as an individual. And for me to spend the next 40 years in an unhappy relationship, just because yeah. of the kids. Um, but it's changed as well. Cause women are working more like, you yeah. know, back in the day, women wouldn't have a job. So they were literally tied to their husband and that was it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and I suppose, so in that respect, I suppose it's, a, it's a really, I mean, I admire you in, entirely. I admire, anyone who kind of has the courage to do it because you must sit and sort of think I could just stay and like all these things would be easier but that bit would just be hellish for however long and I didn't want to like when we did separate it wasn't going to be forever it was just uh, things needed to change and I thought that that would make them change but it didn't yeah. 
so I didn't, I, you know, it was ne- this was never supposed to be like this. I never thought in a million years I'd be a single parent. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, that, that just wasn't, my mum and dad are still together. They've been married for 50 years. Wow. Like, you know, that's just, it wasn't supposed to be like this. Yeah, yeah. Know? And I did, it was also overwhelming when it was all kind of started. I mean, ending a relationship, any relationship when you've been together a long time is hard isn't it yeah but for sure. when you then got children juno was 18 months as well like she was a, you know she was still a baby yeah but i found that once he left every day i started to feel better like it was kind of like a weight had been lifted and because i felt better in myself i knew that it was the right thing do you know what i mean and yeah and everything just kind of got easier in the It's just, it's life stuff, like, it's cooking, it's cleaning, it's dealing with kids, it's not anything, it's not that hard, do you know what I mean, like, it's what you make it, I am very lucky, because I've got, my kids are good, and we all get on, and I suppose I'm quite an optimistic, and I'm quite laid back, so I suppose that helps, but it, I think if you're happy in yourself, you just get on with it, and stuff works out. You know, everything just kind of works itself out in the end. Yeah. But they, just... You know, people are in much worse situations. Like, we've got our health. That's yeah. amazing. We've got a roof over our heads. Yeah. And, you know, there's... I, I think that's a really... To be grateful for what you've... <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that's a really... I mean, I guess the last year's probably proved that to everyone to some extent, right? In terms of there's been a lot of people having to do kind of... All the things that we use to distract ourselves from the things that we're not happy with, suddenly they all get taken away, and it's like, right, where do I look now? And it's like the only way I can look now is inside. And yes, yeah. why am I not? Why am I not happy? Because I didn't realise I wasn't happy, but I'm yeah. not happy because I can't go to the pub every Friday, and I can't go to football anymore, and I can't go out and meet the girls for dinner or whatever because these things are gone. So yeah, for the last year, it's a case of that sort of sense of okay, well find that happiness kind of in you and then once you can find it in yourself then you can sort of it becomes easier to manage everything else but something you said earlier about kind of uh i think that's how as parents i i I hear it and it sort of makes me smile but it's like oh you know they're not difficult things like cooking and cleaning and stuff like that and they're not they're absolutely not but in themselves but when there's so many of them and you're trying to do that as well as everything else i mean that is the challenge of parenthood isn't it it's like It's time. It's not about, you know, if I had 36 hours in a day, ah, being a parent would be a great, right? Because I'd have loads of time in the evening. I could spend six hours just chilling out and doing what I want to do. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's the fact that you don't, I suppose, self-care becomes secondary to cooking and cleaning and uh, getting ready for school and and all those kind of things. And as a single parent, uh, like I'm, I'm married and I'm lucky that we're still together and all those kind of things. But there are, many occasions when I sit down and if, if my wife's gone away or whatever that I sit down and if she's away for a couple of days and the kids are playing up and I think geez how do people do this if they're on their own like forever but as you say like you you say if you're used to it <clears throat> yeah it's your new you know, normal you're not right? expecting to have that break you're not expecting that someone's going to come home and then you can have your time or whatever because that just doesn't that's just so not part of your day you yeah get on with it yeah yeah and it, I, the time thing is hard. Like the second lockdown, the last lockdown, that was that was a lot harder than the first. Yeah. Because I'm working more now, and I felt like the kids didn't stop like asking for stuff and their schoolwork, and then they want to eat, and then I've got to clean, and then and they don't understand when you're on the phone or recording a podcast. Like it's, I mean, it's like. <laughs> the amount of times you know just comes in and starts talking to me i'm like i've said to you <laughs> like seriously <laughs> you know they they just have no no boundary but that i used to start getting a bit anxious and frustrated with that because it's just like just give me five minutes just because i've just got to do this thing and then you know yeah. but i think if you're not expecting to have time like i i exercise every day pretty much every day that's my time where i'm doing 
something for me and it makes me feel good and it's you know it's a good thing to do so that that is my time so i think as long as i can do that and i'm you know getting rid of all the shit that i've got to get rid of <laughs> i'm all right yeah and the rest of the time i just know that i have like an hour of a night normally where i can watch tv and as long as i get that then yeah then you're That's okay right. kind of thing but it's yeah. like my mate she's always like i'm so sick of cooking like i just want someone else to cook me dinner but i'm like but i i, I don't expect other people to cook for dinner do you know what i mean yeah, it's like yeah. i've had kids and they need to eat and i'm an adult so i need to cook like i don't really i don't look at it like that because it, it's just what you do you just make food don't you like part of the arrangement right when you decide yeah. to have kids it should they should be things that but kind even of... if i didn't have kids i've still got to cook You've still got it, yeah, yeah. You know, he's I, and that's fine because, and also because it is going so quick. Like I can't believe Lola's ten and Juno's seven. Like it, it's gone in an absolute flash. Yeah, and I know that you know in eight years. Lola Same again, they'll be university. flying the coop. Yeah. You know, and then that's it. Like because I was thinking because we need to move because I've got a two bed, but I want to get a three bed. Yeah. And. So I'm thinking, hopefully that will be within the next couple of years. But then I'm thinking, yeah, but so they'll do. Lola will be about twelve, but then six years later she might be going anyway. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's not actually that long. I mean, hopefully she won't leave completely. You know, but it is weird thinking about this part of my life. I'm kind of halfway through this bit, really. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And then I don't know what is going to happen in the future. But it's I I know that one day I'll miss them asking me stuff constantly and yeah keep that you you know it's it's a really tough thing i think as a parent to keep that sort of stuff in perspective right because in the day-to-day of the kids like being amazing but being hard work at the same time it's it's really easy to kind of get bogged down in that and the longer it goes on for the harder it gets to find your way out of it but to keep that perspective it's a bit like before you have kids, right? And people tell me they've got all sorts of advice for you. It's like, oh, you're going to have a baby. This is amazing, right? Great. Let me just give you my 10 ideas of what we need to yeah. do. And it's like in one ear, out the other. Thanks very much. But there's like that sense of like you, um, I suppose with the kids, it's like trying to keep that into perspective and sort of think about who you are and kind of maintain that self-identity throughout the whole thing. Yeah. It's not an insignificant period of time. It's kind of, let's say 20 years of your life kind of thing when you've got to do that and you know some of the work that I've done before with with parents and and one of the um on the dad side that I did a lot of work with you know I remember sitting down with a guy once and kind of self-care and self-identity was always a huge part of that because usually when people are in a really tough spot what they're trying to find out is they've kind of lost a sense of who they are long long ago kind of thing yeah um but we sat down I remember sitting down with a guy and you know went around the room and one of the early things we said was okay kind of who let's there was eight guys in the room and i said right we just spin around the room and we'll just sort of say who were you before you had kids what did you love what, what did you love doing um and he was the last one who kind of sort of gone around the room and everybody kind of recounted all the things that they loved about kind of whether it be sport or you know war games or whatever or computers or whatever and it kind of got round to him and he said I, it's been really amazing listening to you all speak. I don't know who I am and I don't know yeah. what I am. I, and his, his kid at the time was two. And I think, yeah. and it, it was like, well, so you can't, you've lost a sense of self through, yeah. in his case, it was a lot of trauma and the, there's a lot of things that have gone on. But in just two years, he'd kind of lost a sense of identity. And I think when you strip that out, if if as a parent, your focus goes goes solely to kind of like, um you know just to the kids then and you don't make time for yourself then come 20 years later you'll be sitting there you know kind of like a rabbit in the headlights like what do i do now and i've got a three-bedroom house or whatever and i'm looking around thinking this is i'm bouncing off the walls here not knowing who i am and i you know exercise and those kind of things are all part of your identity right you can keep going regardless of the kids and well, that was the worst thing. When, so when we separated, then obviously the girls would leave and go and stay with their dad for the weekend. And the first few times that happened, I was devastated because I was like, I don't know, I, what do I do? I don't, I've been pregnant or 
breastfeeding or yeah. changing nappies for the last, I don't know, four years, four years. And I just, I honestly didn't know what to do with myself or yeah. in a relationship. Do you know what I mean? I was like, and that, that was finding myself again. That was the hardest thing. But I'm really glad that I did because I'm so much happier in myself and I'm, I'm working harder to take care of myself now than I ever have. And yeah, I don't yeah. think, I think if I was still in that relationship, I wouldn't, I'd still be, like, I used to drink a lot. I used to eat quite badly. Like, I think I'd still be doing all that stuff because I wouldn't, I'd have no reason to change, I guess. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, it's done me better. But that was the hardest. And one of my neighbours, actually, when I moved in, um, she'd just split from her husband. And that's what, and she was saying, like, I'm finding it really hard when the girls are going because I've really missed them and I don't know what to do. And I was like, that, that is the worst thing, but it does get easier. You yeah. just have to think about what you want to do. And now I love it when they go because I, no one talks to me for a whole yeah. day. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so quiet and I haven't got to do it. I can just sing my head off and dance around and, you know, I'm just, I can do whatever you. I want to do and just, and I appreciate that. I still really miss them. I still yeah. find it weird when I go to bed at night thinking they're not here because it, I'd, it feels wrong. Yeah. Like it does, you know, it's, it's weird, but I, I accept that that is what it is and I should, you know, I'm not going to get anyone jumping into bed with me at three o'clock in the morning or whatever. Yeah. So <laughs> I appreciate the lying and everything. So I've, I have learned to appreciate the good bits. But yeah, that that's a... And I don't, you wouldn't know. I think a lot of people just have no idea that they, they aren't themselves anymore. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And, and it, it hits them. Exactly. And until you reflect on it or find that way to kind of um, look inwardly kind of thing, it, I think that the trouble with parenthood is that it kind of creeps, right? So you, you start off, you have a baby, and you've got that big bang at the start when everyone goes, when you sort of go from, it's just the two of us to now it's the three of us. And... Uh, they need most of my time. So forget about all these other things. You know, I can't get showered until two o'clock in the afternoon or whatever. And you, you do that whole kind of thing. And then you get like this creep, I suppose, of all these circumstances that kind of build up over time. And then as a result, they just take priority. And if you don't, um, if you're not able to kind of sort of do that bit of reflection every now and again and say, no, 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 this, this is important in the same way as you've done, you know, to be able to say, do you know what? My happiness is important in this. It's not about kind of, um, this isn't about just sustaining this awkward, uncomfortable situation just for the kids. This is about me making sure that I'm still the whole person that I can be and the best mum I can be to my kids, regardless of whether that's together or not. Um, and, and I think that's a such a difficult thing to do. And, and I, th I guess for me, that's why it's really important that people talk about these things and why this yeah. podcast kind of exists is because quite often people don't have these conversations, you know. Yeah. Um, we would probably never have had this conversation if we'd have been meeting up yeah. normally socially because it's... Yeah, uh, yeah. But the minute you give it a different context, you can kind of say, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And then at the end of it, we're left with a, oh, yeah, I've done some reflective thinking on that yeah. and that, i'm glad that i did that or you know it reinforces things but it also gives you different perspective so conversation in it but you as a parent like what what time do you get to reflect uh, and it's making that time yeah. or trying to find a way to make that time yeah. which i know isn't always easy we all know that right but trying to carve it in some way um and making the most of the opportunities that you do get but yeah. um how do you find work now? Like, did you, I mean, initially it sounds like that was tough in terms of rebalancing um, yourself. I'm, again, I'm very lucky because I've got quite a few jobs, but they're all part time and I can fit them all around the kids. I've just taken on a couple of new roles because, like I said, we need to move and I need to earn more money again. Mm. Ideally, I'd like to try and get a mortgage, but I don't know if that, how realistic that is. It's going to take a couple of years at least, but. It's fine because I can kind of balance it. I am a bit all over the place, but I'm kind of, it's like organized chaos, I guess. But I'm working till like 10 o'clock every night because I have, the school runs an hour and a half out for your day, you know, by the time you're up and out the door and, and then yeah. obviously there's cooking and cleaning. 
so I end up kind of working into the night but it's not the end of the world I still get time to myself and it, it is what it is like I said I'm I'm fortunate that I can work from home so I can still do the school runs and see my kids a lot like it it's hard as a mum because you're 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 never doing the right thing I was talking to this about someone the other day because my friend she went back to work I think when her youngest was six months um because she worked in a very male-dominated environment and didn't feel comfortable having the time off as a woman mm. because you you know she had to go back otherwise she i think she was going to lose out they were going to promote someone instead of her and she didn't go back it was all really shit and um but she's always worked so she's never made a school play she's never been off on half term they've always been in camps you know yeah. but she's provided uh financially they're, they're very secure yeah and she's got a good relationship with her kids but she just hasn't she's been a working mum yeah whereas i'm kind of the other end of the spectrum where I'll, I'm there for the kids, but then I work, I do have to work while they're at home, obviously. And Lola's always having a go at me because she doesn't want me to, I work too much. But I'm like, yeah. she's like, can't you go and get a normal job? And I was like, yeah, but if I had a normal job, you'd be in breakfast club and after school club. And then when I got home of a night and cooked the dinner and then cleared up, I then have to do all the other shit that I do during the day. You know, as I, you still wouldn't see me. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't <laughs> get any better. Here, now like unfortunately that is the way it is i'd love i'd love not to have to work i mean i'd like to still have something to do because i think i'd go mad if i didn't have anything to do but i'd love it if i didn't have to worry about money and i could just yeah. literally think of exciting things to cook for dinner every night rather than the same for yeah. rotation <laughs> and you know do stuff with them more but that's not realistic we live in a capitalist society yeah <laughs> someone's got to work and you know it's well, what you, it is, but I, it's wanna... really hard as a woman because you've got to be the best mum and you've got to be the mum. You've got to be a mum like you don't have a job, but then you've got to, if you've got a job, you can't be a mum. You, you know, yeah. it's like you can't. You, you can't have can't it both be. ways, can you, to some extent? No. I think that's maybe, yeah, that's a, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? Because you sort of, I don't know, I suppose in recent years, it's become more kind of prevalent for the fact that social media kind of sets an example of kind of what you think other people's and i guess that's part of the reason for this podcast really is that what is the reality of it let's not pretend yeah. that social media is the real the real deal you know when you see kind of insta mums and insta dads and you think yeah oh, getting off in the range rover for another holiday to cyprus or whatever it's like that's not normal and behind yeah. the scenes behind the scenes uh, you know that's that's not reality because they've still got a lot of the things going on hope you imagine or hope, hopefully i imagine in some realistic world that yeah. they're still having all the same struggles that you're having but somehow they're managing to keep a front on it that kind of says this is all great um but then you know so in terms of that whole keeping up with the joneses and that kind of thing that there's that side of it but i suppose the other thing is it's sort of like um for the kids as well the kids are kind of going to school and they can cherry pick kind of the things that they see in their friends lives and their with their parents or whatever and think oh yeah why, why don't we have that why can't we have that and i suppose from from what you're saying there and what's the age they're at now uh lola and gino are getting to an age where they're sort of starting to ask those kind of questions that are actually quite thought-provoking and you sort of you wonder where they come from you know but you you know how do you find that do you take do you tend to talk to them as adults kind of thing and kind of explain the realities of it kind of thing or do you yes i do i'm very like i tell them everything yeah if they ask a question i'll answer them honestly yeah. and i do like we'll compare with their friends because i one of lola's friends her mum works full time so she doesn't really see her much and i'm like would you prefer that yeah <laughs> you know there's there's everyone's got their own problems and stuff you know it's and a lot of her friends, because it is quite an affluent area, so a lot of her friends' parents have got a bit of money and, you know, so they do go on holiday a lot. And Yeah. But it's... I don't think my kids... I don't think they feel like they're hard done by. Like, they know that... I mean, I keep saying we're all right. We're a lot better off than the majority of people. Like, I wouldn't, you know... We do do all right. We're just yeah. not next level 
you know. But we yeah. talk about it, like, when we say, like, like, when if you earn more money, can we live in a mansion? I'm like, I don't want a mansion. Like, we don't <laughs> need a seven-bedroom house. There's three of us. Like, four-bedroom would be excessive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, we don't need, like, I'm not that person anyway. I just think, God, I'd just spend my whole life cleaning if we had a big house. I mean, I know yeah. I probably would have a cleaner if we had that much money. But, like, <laughs> I don't, we don't need... We don't need loads of shit. We're not very materialistic. Yeah. They do they do all right. We do all right. Considering I'm a single parent family who've got like fifteen part time jobs, we've we do all right. Doing but I am well. very I'm very honest with them and open about everything, I think. I don't think there's really much I won't like even like with the sex stuff and periods i'm very open about that i just think we should just talk about everything because then it's not weird yeah i'm very much like that but then i think there's some things sometimes like we watch rupaul's drag race and we really shouldn't (laughs) (laughs) but it's too late now and sometimes they say things but i think it just goes over their heads some of the stuff that's said do you know what i mean like and i'm just like don't don't ask me about (laughs) don't ask me about what that means but i just love that it's so important for me that they see all the different types of people there are in the world. Because yeah. I think, the, you know, when you see people, you accept them. It's like more when you, you don't know about people that, you know, prejudices can arise, you know. But I'm very yeah, much yeah. like we try and, and we talk about everything as much as we can, like with racism and sexism. And because yeah. Juno's, um, her best friend's um, black and her husband's mixed race. She doesn't. She doesn't know about race. She's very obviously. We're very lucky because we're white, so we don't deal with it, you yeah. know. But when we talk about stuff and like with all the George Floyd stuff and whatever, and I'm explaining, it's because I just want them to be aware because yeah. then you can stand up for people and you know. Yeah, you're you're sort of setting it in their minds very early at a stage where that's just their normal, isn't it? And I think. Um, I think it's great that there's so much stuff going on these days that kind of is trying to raise awareness and build awareness and and encourage people to be balanced in their view yeah. and also kind of accepting that everyone's human and that that is yeah. regardless of race, religion, creed, whatever, it shouldn't make any difference to how you treat them. But I think I'm. Like, f- you can, I was to say, you can imagine, like, do you know, when I was telling you, and I'm saying, oh, some people don't, you know racist against black people or whatever it's like her best friend i mean they've been best friends since they were three and she's like how like she just does not understand and it's so horrible that that exists in the world that you've even got to explain it you can imagine her you know so innocent and so lovely it's like she loves her best friend because she's her best friend and how could anyone not love her because she's just the sweetest girl you know and it's it's awful that you've got a I mean, obviously, it's a lot more awful if you've got the racism against you, but, it's, you know, it's just the whole thing. It's just such a horrible... So, it's, a tragic, yeah. it's a tragic thing, isn't it, that, we've, we've it even is. got to, that you've even got to explain it to the kids, I yeah. suppose. Yeah. And I think, unfortunately, like a lot of these things, it will take for a generation to kind of die yes. out. And yeah. Yeah. My, my own aspiration for our kids and their kids and all that is that let's hope to God that they don't have to yeah. even contemplate it's it it's cool, not even a thing it? it's just something that happened you know yeah. and that that is not to underplay the fact that it did happen and it does happen yeah 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 but yeah. to them to them it let's hope to them it is just history and it's yeah. not it's, yeah. it is not even remotely relevant to their day-to-day yeah um yeah you said so much of that sort of stuff that you kind of have to keep in as a parent i think as, for our generation maybe because there is so much change and so much adaptation and so many things that we're getting used to and if you are rightly open-minded and you do treat people as people and you know don't judge them for who they are but actually there are still some things that you were brought up with that are just weird that you've kind of got to make some sense of and it's like well why why did my grandparents used to say that like i don't understand that why would they say such a thing and yet you sort of think uh you know so as an adult you're kind of trying to process it and be like no rationally i know that's not right so i'm i'm moving in this direction but for your your kids hopefully it's like okay so i need to make sure that you don't start from there but you start from here which is a much better place to be yeah yeah it's a it's a tough one isn't it but i I do i agree like being honest with the kids about things no no point as you say there are some things that are just not worth um they they just don't need to not not know about but that should be tempered but um at the self same time there's lots of things that i think they can learn about that that ultimately 
they're just old taboos that were just never talked about when yeah. we were growing up, right? But I something think honest you... is the best thing. Yeah. Definitely. Apart from Santa. You got yeah, yeah. Santa. Yeah, and the Tooth Fairy. We'll stick with those yeah. two for now. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I was interested earlier on when you said um, that your parents have been together for that incredible amount of years and stuff. When you and your partner broke up, how was that kind of, how did you find that? with your support network were people really supportive or did people find it difficult or no they were very my family my family are, are very supportive yeah yeah they were yeah totally yeah they they thought it was for the best mm. there was yeah it was all i mean obviously it's it's sad but it it was the right thing so yeah they were fine and it, it's like I've got two sisters. My older sister's married with three kids, but then my middle sister Sarah's never settled with anyone. Yeah. Um, in my family, there are quite a lot of us who are single. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we we're thinking maybe it's something to do with our family. So yeah, it's my mum and dad are kind of the odd ones. Do you know what I mean? Rather than the norm. So yeah, yeah. It's, it's all. Yeah. All they cared that was I was all right and the girls were all right. That's all they cared about. That's all it should be, right? And you yeah. know, finding your support network around you is, um, yeah, very good. But that's been um, really, really interesting to kind of hear how you kind of how it's been. Um, I, d I do have one last question, which uh, about around advice, and I think yes. I, either what one piece of advice you would give to uh, your kids for growing up, or you would give to your younger self. Um, I wish that I was more confident in myself when I was younger that's my biggest regret is I spent so many years not really liking who I was or wanting to change that I just didn't really live my life do you yeah. know what I mean like I was just too in my head so with my girls I just I want them to be confident and love themselves as much as possible and accept like my eldest is going through it a bit at the moment she's She's hormonal, there's changes are happening. She doesn't really feel like she's got any friends at school. Like she's not really had that connection with anyone, which I was exactly the same when I was her age. I don't know if it is hormonal or it's just what kids go through, but I just want her to know that it's gonna be all right. And it's such a small part of your life, even though it feels like the biggest thing in the world when you're a kid. Yeah. And feels like it's gonna last forever. It doesn't, and it does get better and I really, I just want them to enjoy themselves at the time they're in yeah. and not worry about what's in the future. Because I think also I spend my whole life worrying about what's going to happen and planning and and now I just live every day as it comes because you never know what's going to happen and there's no point, you know, and I just think I'm happier in myself for that. So I try and get that. It's really hard. Like my dad always said, youth is wasted on the young because it's so <laughs> true. Like if I do yeah, yeah. now... God, what? Yeah, I, I would have been very different. But when I were your age, that sort of thing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and it's so hard because they don't listen. They, and especially <laughs> I know as soon as they hit teenager, they're not going to listen to anything I say. So I just want to try and get it in there quick. Now that it's, you never know what's around the corner. So there's no point stressing about anything and just be as happy as you can be in yourself. Because yeah, you yeah. can't. Don't worry about tomorrow, kind of thing. Worry about today. Exactly. Enjoy today. Yeah. I get that and I think that's great because I think it's yeah it's so easy to kind of get sort of caught up in that isn't it and then you get lost in the sense of what it is um yeah what it's all about and then you, it's too late to realize at the end of it that you're like I was so bothered about that for so long and yeah. actually in context it, it really matter. didn't make any difference like, you said about being a perfectionist but it's like I never thought in a million years that I would have split up with their dad and we wouldn't be a family unit and we wouldn't be doing all the stuff that I thought we'd be doing but it's turned out all right. We're all all right. You know, yeah. just because things don't work out how you think they're going to, doesn't mean that's a bad thing. Sometimes it can be better. So yeah, life. I guess life throws you those curveballs, doesn't it? Yeah. <clears throat> and then you sort of you don't get the um, you don't you sometimes don't get the choice, and you have to kind of find the solution, don't you? I suppose. Yeah. And, and and that we're we're pretty resourceful as human beings to be able to do that, aren't we? That's, yes. Uh, very very true. Well, it's been really lovely to chat to you. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Uh, I really enjoyed that. Always a pleasure. And uh, yeah, uh, so I would suggest that anybody listening checks out Mum and Mama and Amy's wonderful conversations with their guests. 
I'll post all your links and stuff like that. I, I did wonder, you. I did I did want to chuck this in because I was talking about, I was thinking about it earlier on and I was like, did you realise when you set mum and mum are up that it's actually a tongue twister? Or was that just a, um, like I was trying to say it earlier on, I was like, mum, 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 mum. I think it's It like, was Pip's idea. He was like, <laughs> because it wasn't called that, we'd said something else to a name and he was like, no, that's shit, you got to call it mum and mama. Like he's he's had that in his head for ages. Yeah. Someone's got to do a parenting podcast. Called, and I was like, yeah, fine, that's funnier than what yeah, we had yeah. anyway. So, but I never really, I suppose it is, isn't it? I've never really thought about that. I, I kind of, I was thinking about it earlier and then I tried to say it 10 times fast and I just ended up sounding like one of my kids at 12 months old when they first say mum. <laughs> but um, yeah, regardless of that, you should definitely check Amy's podcast out. But it's been really great to chat to you. Thank you for coming on. there we go that concludes our podcast for this week with the wonderful amy borman thank you so much to her for coming on and joining us and telling us her story of how single parenthood has changed her life i think she's an inspirational figure in my eyes for her outlook and her attitude to self-care and looking after yourself and recognising when something's not right and acknowledging the fact that that will present challenges and difficulties. But as humans, we're built to overcome those things and she faced those things square on and chose to find her way through them. And I think that's incredible and is a role model for all of us really that find find ourselves in those situations. Life will throw us curveballs, that's how it is. But we can find our way through them, and I think that's great. So thank you so much to her for coming on. It was a real pleasure, always is. And I thoroughly recommend you checking out Mum and Mama. She's a wonderful host with some amazing guests, not least me. Um, So please do go over there and check her out and subscribe to what she's doing over there. And of course, please subscribe, like, share, all those kind of good things about what we're doing here as well at Born Humans. So available everywhere that you get your podcast, as you are now well aware. So thank you very much for joining us this week. And until next time, we will see you then.